0: Hello, hello. Welcome to the Star Family Wisdom podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Jenna Layden, former global vice president for Whole Foods Market and the founder of Star Family Wisdom.
1: And I'm Sinead Willihan, former special needs educator and co-host of the Star Family Wisdom podcast. Star Family Wisdom is a paradigm shifting podcast, community, and online school for your spiritual and cosmic evolution.
0: Although we only met last year, the journey and experiences that have led us here were very similar. Five years ago, we each had experiences that changed our lives forever. And after years of research, exploration, and healing, we know that our reality is so much more expansive and beautiful than we used to believe. Last year, we quickly became friends and started having long conversations about our experiences, the expansion of consciousness, and the reality of extraterrestrials, and we realized that we need to share these conversations with you.
1: Why? Because we know we're not alone and that it's time for the world to know. On this podcast, we intend to share conversations, ideas, and information that will inspire you and support you on this wild journey of being human. We're going to explore ancient clues about our untold human story, real-life supernatural experiences, lost knowledge from the stars, and spiritual wisdom that empowers you to transform your life for the better.
0: Being experiencers of supernatural phenomena and ET contact, it's important to us that we have open, mature, and fun conversations about what is possible and how we are evolving as humans.
1: We love all things woo, magic, mindset, science, spirituality, health and wellness, and of course, extraterrestrial. And through these conversations, we want to explore how all of these topics inform the evolution of our human experience.
0: Ultimately, we just want everyone to be able to embrace a multidimensional reality without fear. Things are going to get a little far out here at Star Family Wisdom, but we'll ground you in the science, research, and information that we use to expand our minds and
1: open to the incredible nature of our reality. Together, we will remember and discover our place among the stars. In this episode today, we reflect on the experiences that led us to where we are right now.
0: And the thing is, we're not special. We know so many people are going through a spiritual awakening or just beginning their spiritual journey, or maybe have had experiences that they can't explain. So it's time to talk about these experiences. And guess what? Being weird is the new normal. So here we
1: are. Let's get started. So Jenna, here we are, very, very, very first episode of our very first podcast. We've never done this before. We didn't know we would ever end up doing this. Let's talk about how we're feeling about starting our first podcast right now. Maybe a, a quick little share with our audience.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great start. So, you know, when we start new things, right, new big phases of our lives, it's a big transformation process, right? And the two of us have been going through transformation for years and years now right as we've been exploring our experiences and you know it just feels so incredible right to be here at this place where we can now support others on their journey and and share share about what got us to this place and share about those transformative moments and the healing processes and um and when we meet soulmates like we met, right? That can be such a transformative and profound moment in someone's lives. And so, you know, part of what we're doing on this podcast is talking about our soulmate connection, right? You know, we think about soulmates as you know, romantic partners a lot, right. But soulmate connections come in all shapes, sizes, forms. And, and we've learned so much more about that too, through our connection. And I'm just so excited to share that with people and to, to have everyone here with us so that we can have these conversations.
1: Me too. Me too. It really has been quite incredible how everything has come together for us. You know, how we met, the connection we had, How I felt like practically everything that came out of your mouth was literally coming from my mind out of your mouth. You know, I felt like you kept reading my mind. And then as we got to know each other more and more, we found just increasing connections. We're still finding those connections and ways in which We work really well together, we communicate really well together, we have a very compatible world vision, you know, worldview of how we want to see, uh, what we want to see happening on our planet, you know, the ways that we think people can be living and the ways in which we can be interacting with nature, with the environment in many different ways, right? Just changing how we think, changing how we perceive our reality. And so it has been really quite amazing, you know, how it's all come together. And here we are sitting here right now, you know, this day that we've half dreaded, half have been so excited about all these weeks, um, recording our very first episode. And of course we've had a million conversations together before, but this is kind of on another level, you know, doing this to share this, we should share our, our personal experiences and our lived and learned experiences with other people.
0: Yeah, yes. And, you know, getting to this point also, was inspired by a lot of magic, right? Like by a lot of synchronicity. And we're going to explain and talk about like what that means, right? And, and how, you know, we experience that as we're evolving and how we can experience more of that. But it's been so incredible to see how our journeys have aligned in a way that has created the right moments in time, you know, for this, this moment in time to come yeah, to be yeah. right and and how those synchronicities and that magic, Positioned today's first episode on just the right day. So, we actually had planned to record this first episode weeks ago. And one of the things Sinead and I have been talking about is the fact that we have to trust in the process. We have to trust in the universe, right? We have to trust in the guidance that is there for us, right? And that guidance will move us, right, in a certain direction and it will shift you know, aspects of our reality to kind of force us, right, to do internal work, to force us to, you know, do that healing process that, that needs to happen to reach a new level. And as we have been working to reach this level, right, we have encountered a lot of, you know, what we might have viewed as roadblocks, you know, in the past, but now we have been viewing as moments to get further aligned with our true selves to complete aspects of our healing journeys that were really important, right? For us to be able to do this together. And so for weeks now, right, we have been working through when we would get together to do this recording. And there've been so many things that have come up. The universe has been saying not yet. And then yeah. today, the universe said, go.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, that's, that's literally what it's felt like. I mean, we know that last week, you know, my modem failed. We've had electri- electrical issues, technological issues, yeah. um, you know, which some people in the community listening to this will probably be like, oh, well, of course, because that's somehow, you know, that's sometimes how paranormal phenomena will occur with electronic Weirdness, but yeah, it, it definitely felt less like chaos, although it Im- immediately, initially, felt a bit like chaos. But eventually, we realized, oh, there's a purpose to this madness. You know, this is meant to clear out obstacles, clear space, and clear, uh clear space within us as well, within our minds and our bodies. You know, to sort of be prepared to do this because this is something that is so incredibly important to us. Right, we're not just doing this for fun. We're doing this because we're really committed to this path, but really, really committed. Our lives have been changed completely and totally by the experiences we've had with ETs in particular. And, you know, we're now leaving our kind of old selves and our old path behind, our old life behind, and really you know, starting this podcast isn't just starting a podcast. It's it's a change of life for the two of us as well. We want to be able to share that journey with other people so they can feel inspired, so they can relate, so they can, you know, feel like there are other people out there that are also like them. Because there's so many people out there who have unusual experiences and never feel like they can say it to anyone because they're going to be treated differently, treated like they're crazy, whatever it is, they think there's something wrong with them, right? And we know we've had that same experience ourselves and we want to help other people to feel, to understand that these are actually quite normal occurrences and they give us opportunities to grow, to learn, to expand, to address fears and challenges in life and to just basically evolve.
0: Right. They're part of our spiritual evolution, right? Like these experiences are showing up for us at at this point, you know, in our human evolution to help us evolve spiritually, right? To help us open our eyes and expand our mind and our consciousness to, to the wider reality that's around us. And, you know, I think it's relevant too, to share with the audience that I used to be atheist, right? So my background growing up was atheist. And while I had, you know, members in my family who were religious and I, you know, had some exposure, you know, to religion through that, you know, my mindset was very much made up that all of this was an accident, right? And there's no higher power in any of that. And my worldview has completely shifted and changed over the last five years, right? As I have processed, these experiences. And, you know, I think once you start to have certain mystical or supernatural experiences or things that just can't quite be explained, right, by our mainstream um, kind of version of, you know, scientific explanation, I guess, of our, our reality, right, when those experiences can't quite, you know, fully be explained by what we've been told, it forces us to dive deeper, right? It forces us to really examine our beliefs and why we believe those things. And it forces us to acknowledge what is real and true to us, right? Right? Like once you have had an experience that, you know, maybe to some degree is unexplainable to you for a time, it does start to make you question, right? A lot of aspects of our reality. And, and that can be a beautiful thing, right? Like that curiosity, that questioning, um, can lead us to, you know, more experiences that help us expand.
1: Well, that's definitely what my own situation was. You know, I kept wanting to know why, 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 you know, for the time I was a very young child. And so for me, my awakening was really not that long ago, but at the same time, I've had unusual experiences all my life and thoroughly learned that, they were not okay to talk about that, you know, I, you know, these were probably things that meant that I was weird, or I I had an overactive imagination, or I was oversensitive, you know, whatever definition it was, I felt like there was something wrong with it. And I, it's something wrong with me. Um, but over and over and over again, I mean, an aspect of what I think you're saying is that when people have not just one experience, when it becomes something that is sort of woven into your life over a period of time, long or short, If it happens more than once if it demonstrates some sort of pattern or something that just feels weird or unusual somehow and you feel like you're supposed to be listening to that experience and getting something out of it it's usually for a reason and often you know if you allow that door to be open you allow yourself to be to be curious and to follow it and to ask why and to follow that feeling and know there's more to this reality there's more than what we've been taught i just know there is i had that feeling you did as well then, you know, all we have to do is follow that curiosity and things more and more and more doors open, more opportunities to learn, more opportunities to have unusual experiences. It's really quite extraordinary. And of course, you and I have both uh, quite extensive stories. And so we can't get through all of that in our very first podcast episode, but we are doing this episode to sort of talk out who we are, what we are doing here, how we got here, why we're here, why we're taking the time and, and you know so much effort to create this podcast, because this is our life now. This has become so important to us that it's become our life. And so we want to share that with an audience. We want to talk about why we feel so strongly about it and let people get to know us a little bit better. So what about you, Jenna? Why do you think you feel so strongly about this? If you were going to boil it down to maybe one key thing. Uh, I'm thinking of something I want to say for you, but I'm wondering if you're gonna say it yourself.
0: That's a good question. You know, I think it has to do with healing, right? It's about helping the world heal. right? Like yeah. we we can have all of these grandiose ideas of what's possible and you know what we can create here on earth. And some of that is true and will come true. But you know we've we've been through so much trauma on this planet, right? Like this, what has happened here in terms of the violence and war and the rise of patriarchy and white supremacy and all of that has led to just an immense amount of trauma on this planet. And, you know, fast forward to this point, you know, after all of my exploration and the, you know, knowledge, uh, you know, I carry now tells me that, that is not the norm, right. In our universe, like this type of experience our civilization is having is a really difficult one. And, and a lot of people, right. Are, are suffering and coming out of a place of suffering or, you know, are having to face, you know, tons of ancestral trauma and wounding, right. Because of what has transpired on this planet. And, we've got to heal that, right, as a human family, as a civilization, right? If we're gonna move forward in a really positive way, we've got to do the work to understand why that happened and to prevent that from continuing to happen.
1: Yeah, I really agree with you about doing the work. I think it's also inherently about healing, but I feel like, you know, my personal perspective, I feel very firmly about this and I'm not sure it will ever change. I feel like in order for healing to begin, you know, in order for us to be able to make a contribution to healing, excuse me, then, we need to be able to heal ourselves first you know we have to go inside first and do the work inside ourselves and that means addressing things that are you know maybe unattractive to recognize about ourselves right things that we feel fearful about or insecure about or arrogant about or whatever it is right to really get to know our ego get to know our fears and learn how to work with them rather than the typical message we're given which is fears to be run away from or to be completely vanquished or, you know, the ego is a terrible, bad thing and it can never, it it should be squashed and anybody with an ego is a bad person. The fact is that as, as a human being, we all have egos. It's absolutely inescapable. Yeah. It's vital. I mean, it is, it is
0: a, an important part of our human experience. Like the ego actually helps us have an experience of separation. Right. And we're not going to get into like all of the nitty gritty details about how our reality works today, but but ultimately, you know, our spiritual, you know, evolution is about experiencing separation and the duality that, you know, we experience in this reality, and then coming back into a state of unity, right. And to, to re-experience our interconnectedness and the oneness that is actually the truth of our reality. And so, so that, you know, ego is not a bad thing, right? We just have to make sure it doesn't get out of control. Right. (laughs) So, 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 you know, we have to, to acknowledge that it is there and it can drive, right. Some, um, aspects of ourselves that create a lot of separation and division and competition and all this stuff, right. That, makes life hard and makes life, you know, not a joyful, you know, thing to experience. So, um, so yeah, we've got to do that shadow work. We've got to understand the ego and how to work with it. Right. And, um, and like you said, be okay with facing those parts of ourselves, right. That, um, that need that healing. And, and, you know, I think it's also important that we acknowledge, you know, as we face those parts of ourselves, you know, some of that's also Collective trauma, right? Some of that's ancestral trauma, right? You know, we, we can, you know, start to feel shame, right? Around some of those aspects of ourselves that are dark, right? Or that um, are unseemly, right? Or that we wouldn't want to show the world. And and we all have to do the work to face that because it's not always just us, right? Like what we're accessing there is is a representation of collective dysfunction, right, that we've just been born into.
1: Yeah, yeah, I really, really agree with that as well. I mean, I feel like we we have become so engaged with these unhealthy patterns, you know, we become so thoroughly engaged with them on multiple levels of how we live every single day, family life, relationships, you know, friendships, um, even how we interact with other drivers on the road, you know, or how you interact with somebody when you're buying or selling something like these are all behaviors that we learn and how we learn to see other people as being either above us or below us. right? There are these very rigid, dysfunctional, unhelpful, largely unhelpful ways that we have learned to not accept ourselves, to not accept other people, to see animals and nature as, you know, objects that are there either for our enjoyment or our use. And so, you know, I feel like a lot of the healing we need to do is about recognizing again, getting back in touch with the inherent symbiosis between everything that we experience on earth. I mean, including our egos you know all the so called bad things or bad parts i don't like the words good and bad i feel like they're too polarized but for the sake of you know the the common vernacular mm-hmm. um that there are these things that are bad that we should that we label bad because of certain ideas that we have in mind about what bad is and good is this, and you can only go towards good and never go towards bad. But what you and I and many other practitioners have found, people who keep exploring and keep trying to push the boundaries of who we are and what we're doing in life and, you know, what we're here for, Um, We discover that walking towards the so-called bad is actually expanding, empowering, illuminating, you know, it's never quite what you think it's going to be. And of course, if we avoid something that's uncomfortable, either in ourselves or somewhere else, it becomes bigger. The more we avoid it, the bigger and more scary and more uncomfortable it becomes because it never goes away. Right? We have to look at it and deal with it. Recognize it. Recognize that it's there. So, I love to think of the yin yang, for example. You know, the fact that that symbol is showing two apparent opposites that are intertwined with each other and working as a whole Mm -hmm. and we have really forgotten how things work in some symbiosis we we have learned to live in this way where we just have decided certain people certain things are just not going to be in our lives because we just don't want them to and these are the things we do want to have in our lives but you can't really control life like that, right? Things are always going to come towards you, as you and I have discovered in the process of trying to record our first episode, right? You can't just decide sometimes that something's going to happen. You have to be in symbiosis with the energy of the universe, the general collective energy that exists on earth, the ebb and flow of how things go. You know, we really have this incredibly... Uh, dedicated focus to controlling everything, right? And the more surrender there is, the more expansiveness, right? Part of that is surrendering to the stuff that scares us too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, over the last
0: couple of years, right? I have faced some big fears, right? And even stepping out as a person who, you know, has had these extraordinary experiences, talking about myself as an ET contactee, right? You know, when you step into those sorts of things, right? Like that really challenges you. Um, And there are so many ways that happens in our lives every day, right? You know, we are all, you know, being confronted with things that we might have fear around. And like you said, once you take that courageous, brave step, the monster, right? That seemed like it was there starts to dissipate, right? And fade away, right? And you realize the inner strength and power that you actually have, right? To, to navigate your reality. And, you know, I love what you were saying about the yin yang, yin yang, like it's all about balance, right? You know, we, we get, you know, very caught up in Especially in this you know spiritual path, and as people you know start to find a spiritual path, it becomes really easy, right, to do what people call spiritual bypassing, right? and only want to be focused on the positive and the light and 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 all of that. And while, yeah, we should be focusing on bringing more light and love into the world and all of all of the beauty that we can create in our reality the fact is we live in a universe that is programmed for duality, right? So that balance, right, is essential. And, you know, we even see it in our civilization in terms of like masculine, feminine energy, right? And that dynamic. And, um, you know, we're seeing that in terms of, you know, equal pay for women right and women gaining more leadership positions in government and us starting to undo the major imbalance that has occurred on this planet right and so so you know a lot of our you know issues and dysfunction in our civilization and our families and our communities and our workplaces really stem from those sorts of imbalances, right? An imbalance, right? And some sort of energy. And, you know, and a lot of time that gets perpetuated because we haven't healed, right, aspects of ourselves that that need to be healed to bring that balance back into place. So, so you know, I think through, you know, the conversations we'll have on this podcast and, you know, with a lot of the guests we'll bring on, we'll explore that, you know, in a really deep way too, especially in regards to our history, you know, on this planet, right? And, and that history of masculine-feminine um, imbalance and how that that rebalance balancing process needs to occur for us to move forward in a really positive way.
1: Agreed, agreed, yeah. And of course, if we're not in balance with the world that we live in, you know, how can we find balance? We have to see it around us. We have to see it reflected around us. You know, we really are creatures who learn from the examples that are fed to us, and that's why we're so susceptible to things like advertising, right, and subliminal messaging, because we are people who look to example. And I think that that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? There are a lot of wonderful, wonderful examples in the world of people or ideas or knowledge or ways of being that are very healthy, that are progressive, that are, you know, respectful about their life on the planet. But yeah, I mean, there really is so much dysfunction. And this just feels like, um, you know, I want to mention the fact that we have talked about this a million times, and we've talked about this with friends in the community as well, that we feel like there's this gigantic shift, There's a huge opportunity that seems to be happening right now. This is what people are really talking about. It feels like we're approaching, you know, a really, really, really important time that we're not even through, we're not even there yet, you know, we're sort of heading towards it. And yeah. so so many people in our community, meaning ufology, um, you know, people who are experiencers, people who are spiritual practitioners, who are questers, who are seekers, anybody who's in the paranormal spiritual community um, is really talking about this. And of course, there's all kinds of different theories out there about, you know, what could possibly happen. Um, But you and I really feel that we don't ascribe to one particular school of thought per se. You know, we like to learn from all of the experiences and all of the knowledge that we gather. And we take what what we feel works for us. And that's how we build our spiritual practice. And that's how we build, you know, our belief systems and our ethics and so on. And so, you know, I very much ascribe to that. I think that anyone who wants to progress in life, you don't have to ascribe to only one way of thinking. You can experiment and try out different, schools of thought, different pathways, different, you know, theories and perspectives, just try them on like you do when you go to a clothing store and you're trying on different shirts that you might possibly want to buy, but you don't really know how they look or feel until you actually put them on. So sometimes you have to dip your toe in the water and try these different things out. But you and I really want to, I think, present that, you know, on this podcast, that there's a wealth, a wide variety of fascinating, inspiring, Uh, progressive, forward-thinking information out there that is both old and new, you know, and that this is a time when a lot of that stuff seems to be coming to the fore, coinciding with people also questioning way of life and questioning purpose. And, you know, why do I feel like I don't have as much meaning in my life anymore? And even though I have, you know, I can check all these boxes of what success means to a human being, I'm still really unhappy. Why is that? And I find that, you know, that really, really is coming into the mainstream in many ways also, the emphasis on mental health, on female empowerment. But in our community, it's much more about consciousness, human evolution, the development of the, of the human species, not just I, one individual, am not happy. So therefore, I need to go and buy some new towels, right? Like it's so far beyond that. And so I'm really excited about that. I'm really, really excited about doing this podcast with you and being able to Talk like this and share these conversations with people because there really is, you know, a lot to be concerned about. We we have dysfunctional ways of being, but so many incredible tools and books and leaders and thought, you know, ideas and thought leaders out there who show us different ways that we can possibly use to help ourselves come out of it. Yeah. Exactly, and
0: it can be overwhelming, right, when you're new on this path and um, you are exploring different spiritual traditions. And, you know, I know for myself at the beginning, especially coming from being atheist, I felt this need to kind of attach myself, right, to a certain tradition and say, okay, now I'm Buddhist, right? Or, okay, now I'm this. And that didn't feel right either to me personally, right? And as I progressed in my journey, I found that I was really enjoying learning from all of the traditions. Right. And, and I think, you know, what we'll explore in a lot of these conversations with our guests and, you know, with just the two of us talking are those profound teachings and the wisdom and the insight that we can gain from all of our spiritual teachings, right? All of our ancient texts on earth have a really important story to tell us. And we're going to explore that. And, you know, we're going to talk about the commonalities, right? That we see across cultures, across religions, across traditions. And, um, we're going to talk about how, you know, what we might have viewed as very separate, you know, religions and traditions. Traditions once actually are a lot more similar. And, you know, I'm really excited about the fact that, you know, through just our modern technology now, we have access to so much more information than we did, you know, even a decade or two ago, right? Definitely. Like the, <laughs> the growth in research and the connections that are being formed across spiritual traditions, across, you know, bodies of knowledge are incredible and start to paint a different story of who we are and what might be true in terms of our spirituality and our spiritual reality that we are living in. And so for me, it's been this really fun journey of taking pieces right from all of them that feel true to me and, and, you know, through some of our contact experiences, you know, we'll talk about some of the guidance, you know, we've gotten there that has helped us piece together, you know, our new worldview, but there's beauty in all of our traditions. And I think it's important that, you know, before we, you know, get into, you know, our personal experiences and all of that, that we acknowledge that, right. This is not about us saying this tradition and religion is right. And this one's wrong. Like, that's not what this is about, right. They're all true in their own right. And, they all have missing details, right? And there are aspects of our human journey that have been misinterpreted. And, you know, I geek out on that sort of stuff, right? Because I think it can be so fun, right? To explore our world with curiosity. And when we can open, you know, ourselves in a curious way, you know, in an open-hearted way, in a way that's not defensive or fear based we have a lot to learn and a lot to gain right from that exploration so so yeah i'm just so excited that we're at this point in time right where all of these things are coming together right now on the planet you know through technology through you know the the research into you know ancient civilizations and um you know what we're learning there through these you know extraordinary experiences that people are having with ets our star you know family and star races our world is changing rapidly and, and it's important, right. That we, um, you know, that we share what we know with people so that, you know, we're bringing people along on that journey and that people aren't alone in that. Right. And that, you know, we can create community as we all unlearn and relearn, right. Like there's this huge unlearning process that we're going through on the planet right now. And that's hard, right? Like, you know we've even been seeing that over the last couple of years around this you know resurgence of you know anti-racism you know especially in america right huge unlearning and relearning process there for a lot of americans right who you know maybe maybe had some blinders on about you know how we were operating in society and so we are experiencing that on just a grand scale you know across across the globe so So yeah, it's important that, that we're, we're having these conversations and we're just so glad that you all are listening and with us and, uh, and that we can do this together and that we can evolve together and that we can explore together because it can be lonely when you're doing it alone. Right. You know, I felt that, I know you have felt that Sinead, and maybe let's talk a little bit about our like very beginning of awakening, like what that was like and, what some of the very first moments or experiences were that triggered that curiosity or that, uh uh-oh, something's different about my reality moment.
1: (laughs) What was yours? Oh my gosh. Um, you know, there hasn't been just one moment because I, I've had experiences all my life that I couldn't explain, you know, and I never talked to anybody about them. I never told anyone because I can, I kind of, New. I mean, for, it was a couple of things. One was that I felt like I couldn't, right? I felt like, well, who would I tell these things to? I didn't feel like I had anybody in my life who would really understand that. Um, but also I didn't know how to, when you're a child and you don't have the vocabulary for how to explain these things. Um, and they can be very profound, you know, like they can really, I had several experiences, uh, particularly between the age of 9 and 11 that really, uh, were enormous kind of Uh, vibrationally and also were downloads of information. You know, I didn't know how to take that, how to translate that to anybody else. So for me, my loneliness was mostly growing up, you know, like having, having um, having those experiences and also just feeling different. I never felt like I belonged anywhere. And I mean, literally anywhere. I did not feel like I belonged anywhere. And there were a lot of things about human nature and human, human behavior that I just really didn't understand and I didn't relate to. And I found that kind of stressful. I was always very sensitive. I was very empathic. I was pretty psychic and intuitive and, you know, a lot of children are. So my loneliness was mostly that, you know, mostly not really, uh, um, being able to, I guess, go to someone and, you know, kind of help have someone there who I could talk to, who could help me understand what was going on. But, you know, I don't have any regrets about that. I feel like everything's happened the way that it's supposed to. And um, not having people to go to actually forced me to go even further inside myself in a way that ended up being incredibly spiritually helpful, right? Because I discovered that inside myself was this whole universe that I could investigate and that I could learn and look at and learn from and explore, right? So um, it wasn't until Really 2017, when I was in Peru and I met ETs for the first time, um, I'd always known, I'd always felt very strongly that, you know, it it seemed ridiculous that ETs would not be real and that UFOs would not be real because how is it possible that, you know, literally unmeasureless, you cannot measure the size of the universe. It's so unfathomably, unfathomably, oh my God, that's a mouthful, um, enormous and, and it's ever expanding. I mean, this is this is science knows this, right? All we have to do yeah. is read a little science to find out the universe is absolutely enormous, mysterious, unknown largely. And there are other planets that can have life on them currently. You know, we're now sort of inching towards more understanding of what life that could currently be out in the in mm-hmm. the world. Um, so it just never made sense to me that, you know, of, of the of, out of the entire universe that we are the only planet that has so-called civilization and intelligence. <laughs> Right. that has okay. never told me but i wasn't into ufology i wasn't following ufos i wasn't reading about ets i wasn't talking about them with people i wasn't in the community at all so the fact that these ets and you know i was allowed to be inside a UFO very briefly but i was still allowed to be inside one that really blew my mind i thought okay if i am making this up why would i make that up like right. why would why that? Like why, why ETs and UFOs, right? So that really kind of stuck with me. I had this feeling like, I don't think I made that up. I think there's something about this that really is real because of course I was having difficulty processing it. So that I think is the beginning of me going, okay, something's going on. And then I was also just profoundly affected by my experience in Peru and the incredible energy of that country and the incredible uh, historical spiritual sites there. So that was sort of the beginning of a journey of realizing, oh, maybe I'm not alone in these experiences that I'm having. Maybe there is something to this. So I started following it. And then, lo and behold, two years later, I was given an absolutely gigantic awakening that I call the cosmic frying pan, like getting. <laughs> you know, like dong with the (laughs) and, you know, it's time for you to wake up. Okay. Let's start working. That's really what the message was. It was, yes, we're here. We've always been with you. We've always wanted to support you. Okay. We supported you lots. Now it's your time. You got to start working harder. We're here with you. Okay. Let's go. You know, there was other stuff too, but it was this very, very firm, forceful message of it's time. Like you're, you're kind of, it really felt like in retrospect, some kind of activation, the way people say it's an activation or it's an awakening. Suddenly you just go bing and you're awake in a whole new way before.
0: But you felt like the
1: contact
0: and and this connection with the beings was helpful, like supportive, like they're there to support you is the feeling you got.
1: Yes. Always, 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 always. I always felt like I had protection. I felt like I was being Yeah, protected, guided, you know, being given messages, being given information. And then it all started to become clearer with that gigantic awakening because they made themselves known to me, right? And then I asked them for proof and they proved it to me later, which I'm going to talk about on a later episode. But um, that is what kind of really just slingshot me right into the paranormal UFO community. And I wasn't lonely for long because the awakening was so massive that I immediately, that's all I could think about. And so I immediately just started rapidly searching everything I could find about UFOs and ETs and reaching out to people in the community, just like a maniac, you know? It was all I could think about. It was so incredible that this had happened. So, you know, there were people that were very understanding. You know, there were people like Paul Hellyer who I reached out to, uh, the Honorable Paul Hellyer who passed away not that long ago. He was a Canadian military leader. He was a political leader. I am Canadian, you are American. Um, But Paul Hellion was a leader in Canadian ufology as well, even though he was high up in the government. And so he wrote me back and he told me uh, very kindly, being somebody who was used to getting probably tons of emails over decades from people who were, you know, trying to express that they had had some kind of experience and needed help. Right. So he is the one who told me about the ufology conference that I ended up going to in Toronto. That was only about a month and a half later. And that's where I met Grant Cameron. I ended up sitting at the same table as him. I do not think that was an accident. And we connected. And then we had a conversation that went on for something like four or five hours with a whole bunch of crazy synchronicities that led him to asking me to do work with him. And ever since then, I've been firmly entrenched in the community. So I don't think since my awakening, I haven't felt lonely before that I did. So mm-hmm. community is so incredibly important. And you and I really emphasize that. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this with you. So bring it back to you and community and loneliness and awakening. What do you, what would you like to say about your own experience coming into this?
0: So it's interesting because we've had, while we've had parallel experiences in a lot of ways, we've also had some opposites, right? So I grew up, you know, not as open, right? Like not as psychically turned on. I had some of that as a child, but then it turned off for a period of time. And, you know, I lived a very, you know, normal atheist life, right? Quote unquote, normal atheist life and got into a professional career at a really young age, which I now know is not a coincidence. So, you know, I progressed at Whole Foods very quickly through, you know, various leadership positions. And that kept me very focused, right, on work and just getting that job done. And so for many years, you know, I I was not having extraordinary experiences until one day I had an extraordinary experience that forced me to question everything, right, and forced me to question was this a coincidence? What is this? How did this happen? Right, and and that experience actually was um, a relationship ending. So my awakening started that way. So I went through what um, some of you might have heard of being the dark night of the soul. So, you know, sometimes our awakening, like Sinead said, you know, gets triggered by this big cosmic frying pan. Sometimes it's a fun cosmic frying pan that kind of, you know, jolts us open, but sometimes it forces us into a depressive state that then is where we do some of that work, right. To, 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 to process and question and, and, and reform, you know, our worldview. And so I had a relationship end and it was a significant one. And when that relationship ended, the emotional response I was having was so intense that it didn't feel normal. Like it did not feel Like something that I was used to experiencing, right? Like I'd had other relationships end before, but this feeling was different and it kind of freaked me out, right? Like I had a moment of thinking, Am I crazy? Like, what is this? Why am I feeling this energetic, this like emotional, energetic, you know, intensity around this? Well, fast forward six months, you know, we're moving on, doing our thing and finding some closure. Uh, He had left town. And we ran into each other on the other side of the country one day. And that was one of those moments where I questioned whether I was experiencing real life quantum entanglement right? So I knew a little bit about quantum physics at that point to understand the theory of quantum entanglement, which is that two particles can interact at a distance, right? So once two particles have been bonded, um, that can facilitate, right? Psychic, energetic connections, right? Between beings, what I now know to be between two beings, but, you know, at the very minute level, right? You know, quantum physicists talk about particles. And in that moment, that forced me to question a lot. And that sent me down this, you know, path of exploration, right? Because I was, you know, working through this depression. I was working through this dark night of the soul. I was starting to, to question aspects of my reality. I started to have, you know, certain information and books cross my path that. I was very curious about, so I went down this, you know, rabbit hole of, you know, researching near death experiences, and you know, after being exposed to some information, starting to realize, well, there's really good evidence here, right? That's countering my worldview, that's countering what I have known to be true, and so. I have to be open-minded, right? I have always wanted to be a person that is willing to change my opinion when presented with new information, right? And so all of a sudden, I was being presented with all of this new information. And and so it took about a year to two years of that sort of opening and spiritual exploration and, and learning about, you know, the the possibility of soulmate connections and understanding what that was about and understanding, you know, the journey of a soul and that we've had these past life experiences and that, you know, can affect our experiences in this life. You know, I was doing all of that sort of, you know, exploration and, and finding healing through that, right. Finding, um, a, an explanation, right. For what I was experiencing and, sure. And then the ET contact started. So once I was far enough along in my journey to have one acknowledged that there are extraordinary things happening that are starting to be explained by science. And there are extraordinary things that have happened to me that I cannot explain away, right? They are absolutely true and have happened to me. And third, you know, once I had gotten to a point where I felt pretty grounded in the fact that, yeah, psychic abilities, psychic connections, seeing the past, seeing the future, Seems like that's true, like seems like that is a, a a real capability that we have as humans. Then all of a sudden the ET contact started, and that for me started um in a a, a gentle but somewhat startling way. So I started receiving messages and did not know where they were coming from, but they were helpful. So similar to how, you know, when you met the ETs in Peru, and then you started having more experiences, it felt very supportive. This felt supportive. It felt weird, right? Because all of a sudden I knew that that was not my consciousness. That was not my brain activity, right? Those were not my thought patterns, right? Because I was having my own internal dialogue when it happened, right? And these messages would come in and cut me off and give me direction or give me guidance, but I didn't freak out because they were helpful, right? And they were not interfering in any sort of negative way in my life, right? Like I was still leading my life. I was still, you know, um, successful in my career, right? But I was having these experiences and these experiences, by the way, you know, were happening um, when I was a VP at Whole Foods. And, and so, you know, I'm, I'm leading this very quote unquote, normal life, right. And leading, you know, teams and individuals, you know, through all sorts of things at Whole Foods, but also privately having these experiences and working to understand them. So, you know, after a period of research and, you know, looking into all of the things, you know, I started to have some other experiences that were, like emotional releases. Right. So I had acknowledged I'm receiving these messages. They're helpful. Still don't really know where they're coming from, but maybe it's just guides or angels. So it's probably okay. Right. Um, and you know, I'd started getting into some of the ET research, but I was still very much in a fear-based paradigm. Right. I felt very lonely in this, right. Cause I didn't feel like I could talk about it with people right? Because I was still leading this very professional career, right? And I had to be, you know, seen as a credible professional. And so I could not talk about this or engage in this sort of community until I felt really, really grounded in who I am and what I know, right, about myself and reality. And as I was doing some ET research, I was reading a book by John Mack, for those who don't know John Mack, John Mack was a Harvard professor of psychiatry for many years, and in his uh, later tenure at Harvard, he started working with abductees, and he started um, supporting abductees and doing um, hypnotic regression, right? And and that's where we can access, you know, some of our subconscious memories that might have been suppressed due to trauma or um, experiences that, you know, are just too far outside of our worldview, right? Our psyche doesn't, doesn't allow you know, that to, to be fully conscious for us. And so John was doing research with abductees and, you know, he wrote a book explaining his shift in his worldview, what his findings were, you know, from these cases. And I was just starting to get curious about some of this and, and thinking, you know, I think we're not alone. And I kind of want to I want to know more about this and I want to, want to see what these other people have to say about this. Right. Um, Or are all of these people crazy? Right. And so I was doing some of that research and in the first couple of pages of reading his book, reading one of the first case studies, I had the biggest emotional release of my life. And that told me in that moment that you know, I had some memories suppressed. I had some information inside of me that was was wanting to come out, right? Like I had triggered a memory. Like I had triggered something that caused that emotional release and it was around the ET topic. And like you, Sinead, you know, I always thought it was so absurd that we would be alone, right? Like, the universe is gigantic how could we be alone that seems so ridiculous but where's the evidence right like where's the evidence if we're not alone and and so when you know when when that emotional release occurred i thought uh oh i think i think i might have been abducted maybe right i think maybe there's something here that my subconscious has suppressed in relation to the et topic and so you know, it took a little more kind of getting the courage up and working through, you know, some of my fears to finally go through a past life and hypnotic regression where I could access some of those subconscious memories and learn about, you know, my soul and what my soul has experienced and what my soul's connection with the ETs are. And so that, uh, that regression experience explained a lot of the experiences that had started to happen for me over the last five five or so years. And, and, you know, once I did that regression, you know, in a past life regression, you will typically see a couple of past lives or get information about, you know, what your soul has done um, and other, you know, life experiences. And then depending on the practitioner, they can ask your subconscious questions or your higher self questions, which just allows a little more information from your subconscious to come through. And so we were doing that and asking some questions about these ET contact experiences and getting some validation about you know, what was happening, right. That the messages I was receiving were indeed from these other beings that that emotional release indeed was triggering a memory that had happened. Um, there were a number of other, you know, experiences that occurred as well that started to be explained in that process. And then at one point in the regression, the ETs took over and they channeled through me. They talked through me, and it was kind of incredible. I, you know, I was pretty deep in trance at this point. So, you know, when you're at a really deep state of trance, sometimes you know what is coming out of you, what you're saying isn't going to be fully remembered, you know, you're, it's going to be a little blurry for you. So, um, you know, I had the recording of it afterwards and listened to the recording and, you know, was able to process that information again. Um, but they came through to talk about their connection with me and to talk about, um, you know, the fact that they had been, you know, working to make contact and to warm me up and to get me ready so that, you know, I could understand, you know, where my soul has been and that I've had these lives with them. Right. And that, you know, part of my soul family, my soul group. So we all incarnate with soul groups, you know, for anyone who's not familiar with that, you know, we have kind of a soul family that we're constantly incarnating with and we're always playing different roles in different lives. And most of the time we're incarnating with the majority of our soul group, you know, in a given incarnation. Well, in this incarnation, part of my soul group is on a starship. They're still in that advanced civilization and I'm here. And that is kind of allowing this facilitation of contact. Right. And so, so what I learned in all of that is that, you know, I chose to come here, right. And have the experience that I did of being atheist and 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 waking up in the way that i did which took a long time right it took a few years right to to allow that process to occur and to to face my fears and to finally acknowledge that, no, I'm not crazy, right? There's plenty of good explanation for what is happening here. And ultimately it tells the journey of our soul, right? And, and what our soul is here to experience and do. And we just happen to be kind of like disclosure specialists right we just happen to be ambassadors right for for the star nations and we just happen to be here choosing you know this experience to help others right as we as a civilization get ready right to embrace our place in the galaxy and the universe and so um so for me it was while that was very long winded it was you know oh, this <laughs> it was this process of going from having, you know, community friends, professional career to all of a sudden, my worldview is changing. I can't talk about this with people because I need to make sure I'm not crazy first, right? And then finally getting to a point where now, you know, I I know what I know, I'm confident in what I understand and what has happened. And, and I feel like I can share that. And I, you know, finally got to the point where I understood I was supposed to leave Whole Foods, right? To to help help lead people through this time of transformation that we're going through.
1: Yeah, it's pretty great. I mean, you said this is long-winded. It, it, first of all, it, it's a wonderful story. So I don't think anybody's going to experience it as being long-winded. But I just want to kind of reference that for a minute because there is so much to talk about. Like, that's the thing about these experiences. It's not like, oh, I went to a theme park and I wrote these (laughs) slides. I ate some candy and then at 5.30 we came home and that was it. This is just, it's so uh, ineffable in so many ways, right? Like there, there is my most recent experience. I still haven't really been able to tell you about it because so much of what I experience, and I know this is true for a lot of other people, it's not words. You cannot find the words. It's as if our English language is not sufficient to explain it, right? That's one aspect of it. And another aspect of it is that there are so many details and different aspects of what we have happened when we have these experiences, because they demonstrate to us the interconnectivity of everything. And so we feel like experiences are, yep. you know, paradigm shifting universe shifting mindset shifting i mean it's not just like i said having an experience you know going to the movies or going shopping or something exactly. this just level this is like multi-dimensional mind mind shift you yeah know, heart shift energy shift health shift uh worldview shift you know everything everything changed like for my awakening i felt like every single pillar in my life transformed in my mind overnight and i could not Ever go back to how I had thought before? I just couldn't do it because it made such complete sense to me, and since then, more and more and more sense. Right. So you and I have talked about how we're gonna we're gonna go into woo, so-called woo topics, and then woo is a word that's used in an, used in our community to mean uh, stuff that is really sort of off the you know outside of the box and woo
0: woo. And- do you mean woo woo? <laughs>
1: woo, woo, at three times woo, four times woo, you know, how woo can we really get, you and uh-huh. I know But, you know, woo is a word that's thrown around in our community as a kind of sarcastic, you know, tongue-in-cheek uh, reference to um, stuff that might sound completely bonkers, but could still be true, right? But the thing is, a lot of it is true it is it just it, <laughs> it is certainly because we experience it we experience it over and over and over again and because of how profoundly it changes our life and i am so excited by the fact that as you referenced earlier there are now major schools of thought you know medicine philosophy quantum physics all these really, uh, to use the word again, pillar, um, kind of uh, sources for information and thinking and progression, technology is another one that are now all conjoining. They're starting to realize that the things that you and I are currently talking about and that we will continue to talk about that these things are not crazy. They are not triple blue. They are actually based in physics. They are based in science. They are based in, you know, the evolution of our understanding and our information and our learning. And I feel like it's sort of silly that, uh, you know, in the past things that have seemed impossible have just been immediately brushed off because they were not explained by science as if, we had all the information that science could possibly ever hold, and we had all the information that medicine could possibly ever hold. Like we're, we're done evolving. <laughs> right, like yeah, like we're done, you know, we've reached the end, we have all the answers, and so anything that doesn't fit within that, well, it's got to be ridiculous, it doesn't make any sense. I just don't understand that, I've never understood that. How is that possible that we know everything? You know, that does not make sense. Right. So I much believe in the evolution, right? The progression, curiosity, asking questions, being open, being receptive, because why not? Why not listen to things that are not within your own paradigm just because they're interesting, just because they may may inspire you, they they may excite you, they may make you think of something a little bit differently. There really is no harm in talking a little woo sometimes because if nothing else, it's entertaining, right? If if more meaningful, then wonderful. It'll give you... Some, some inspiration or a new path to go down in your life. Yeah.
0: Well, and I love how you talked about the progressive nature, right? Like we didn't have just have one experience and now, you know, we're doing a podcast, right? Like we have had years of progressive experiences that have built our knowledge and wisdom in a way that helps put the full picture together, right? Of what is possible and how our reality works. And, you know, it's no coincidence, right? That the very first kind of interesting, weird experience I had was the quantum entanglement experience with the X, right? Because that established right away, right? That yeah, quantum entanglement is real. We, we you know, we had a bond, right? And so, you know, our energy came back together and that was a basis for understanding the ability to have contact with ETs, right? And the ability for us to have this sort of psychic connection, right? So it was all progressive in this way that allowed me to just continue to build layer after layer, right, of my knowledge to explain, you know, what was possible and what was happening. And so, you know, I think, you know, a lot of people have like a mystical or quote unquote weird experience and they kind of write it off, right? Or they brush it off, right? Because it doesn't fit into their paradigm or it doesn't fit into, you know, their life. Right. Like uh, that happened to me a little bit, right? Where there were some moments of resistance, right? Like, I don't have time for this. <laughs> right. Like I've got a job. I've got to lead a team. You know, I need to show up for my meeting at 8 a.m. I can't be dealing, you know, with my worldview changing. <laughs> and so, you know, I think a lot of times, you know, we just want to put it to the side and not deal with it. But Mm -hmm. when we start to get presented these things, experiences, situations that conflict, right, with what we've always known or what, you know, has been true for us or, you know, regarding our worldview, that is meant to make us pause, right? That is meant to make us question. That is meant to further our evolution. And that's, you know, almost one of those like forks in the road, right. Where, you know, you get presented this moment, this mystical situation, this experience, and you can choose to explore it or you can choose to deny it. Right. And, and so, you know, I think there's a lot of our civilization that has remained in denial and we don't have to, right. Like we can, and a lot of that's fear-based, right. But we can, we can move beyond that. And, 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 And acknowledge, right, that as we go through those times of unlearning and relearning, it's a little uncomfortable, you know, during parts of it, right? Like you have to sit in some discomfort, that's for sure. But it can be really cool, right, as like you go through that process of expanding and opening and learning. And so it's all progressive. And so, you know, I think one thing, you know, I want to share with people is that what I now know to be true, too, is that our higher self, our spiritual team, the universe, our subconscious, it will not reveal too much too quickly most of the time, right? Like most of the time we will have these progressive experiences that allow us to open slowly, right? That aren't, you know, a giant, you know, frying pan moment, you know, sometimes we need those, right. To help, help us wake up. But, but most of the time, you know, our, our higher self, the universe spirit is, is guiding us in a way, right. To help us navigate this awakening in as gentle of a way as we can, right. Like there's no getting around the fact that awakening can be a little shocking, right. If you, if, if you're, if you're in that process now and you're listening right it, there's moments of it that can feel a little shocking. And that's just the truth of it. But, um, you know, it can be really beautiful, right? Once you sit in that discomfort, let that happen and start to get curious.
1: Yes, yes. And I mean, no matter what, there's opportunity there. Like, I just feel like there's an opportunity. All you have to do is be a little bit curious and be willing to look at it, right? I mean, if as you're saying, there's always choice. You can look at it and learn about what it is or investigate it or look inside or whatever it is, whatever your process is and then make a decision make a choice and say okay I want to continue with this or no I don't we always have choice i don't feel like it's something that is forced on us it has to do with our willingness to receive our willingness to participate our willingness to be in what i believe is a partnership you know i feel like we have to do our part we have to do our part of that work and that means the the investigation of who we are and you know our flaws and our good qualities too like to be able to recognize ways in which we're powerful, ways in which we are, we are bringing the best of our human nature and walking th- through the world with that, just like, you know, the things that we need to learn and improve on to be kinder, to be more generous, to be more aware of whatever it is. Um, but, you know, it is a partnership if we're not willing to look at that, if we're not willing to get, to get, you know, under the refrigerator and clean the floor under there and like, do the heavy lifting and do the hard work? then I I really feel like we are limited in how much progress we're able to make, and when these opportunities arrive, right? whether there's a big cosmic frying pan, or there's synchronicity, or there's something that makes you go, hmm, you know, it can be something that's a little bit intense or very intense, but the opportunities are always there. And it makes me think, too, about how, you know, one of the most exciting things about science is how it's changing us right now it's changing us, uh, our perspective of how we see, right? How our senses operate, how we experience the world around us. So it's kind of old news now that we only use a very smart part, small part of our brain. And of course, people think that the mind and the brain are the same thing. You and I do not believe that. We believe that the mind is another entity in itself that is made up of energy and consciousness. The brain is the physical lump that sits in our head. Uh, but we only use a very small part of that, right? So we have so much other brain capacity that we could be using that we just don't for whatever evolutionary reason. But it's also true of, let's say, our eyesight, that we can only see a very small amount of what is actually there within the visual uh, periphery of you know, other beings that exist alongside us on Earth, such as animals, birds, right? They can see different color spectrums. They can be, see different shapes we are limited in what our eye is able to perceive. And so there's just so much evidence that is already out there in science and quantum physics that supports this growth and this expansion of possibility in terms of what human beings are and what we're able to do and how we can think and how we can feel and how we can live. So I'm really excited about that just as you are. You know, I really feel like even though the world um because again yin yang or yin yang right it's the good and bad so called always exists side by side and i personally feel that the 3d as i call this reality is made up of duality i think the 3d is all about duality and the more we're able to embrace that as wholeness rather than oppositional forces or separate separation the more we're able to embrace the wholeness of what is here including things that we think are woo, that we think are crazy, that we think are, you know, just because they're an interesting possibility, why not investigate them and see how our perception, our minds, our worldviews, our experience change as a result of just being willing to explore, you know. Exactly. So I think- Right now we have so much opportunity to explore things in ways that we never have before you were mentioning the growth of the Internet and the ability to connect with people all over the world. We have so much exciting possibility to learn right now so many options. And so our podcast is going to be helping to deliver some of that to to people out there our listeners who are curious about what exactly are we talking about like, who are we talking about what information are we talking about what is the research what are the great books to read. So we're going to get more detailed over time right now. We're just kind of letting everyone get to know who we are.
0: Exactly. And another thing we will be bringing you, because my background, you know, comes from Whole Foods Market, spending years in the natural and organic food retail industry. You know, I've spent tons of time exploring products and brands and working with suppliers. And, you know, the mission at Whole Foods was really based on making the planet better, right? And producing food in a sustainable way that makes people's lives better, right? And allows them to live sustainable lives and helps heal the planet and the soil. And so there are amazing conscious brands out there doing such good work to help the planet heal. So we will be bringing you discounts on conscious brands, some of our favorite products, brands that are doing really good work to change the world and to change the paradigm of how food is produced and how we can really take control of our health and wellness. So now might be a good time to take a short break to bring you a couple of discounts from two of our favorite brands. So a big part of my spiritual journey has been a focus on my health and wellness and learning about the mind-body connection. And we know so much more about our biology and the brain and how we can help the body rejuvenate and stay healthy. So I've started to become a biohacker. And what that really means is that I'm following the latest science on mind-body health, and I'm optimizing my supplement routine and the foods that I put in my body for maximum health benefits. And when we're beginning to focus on our health and wellness, sometimes making all of the changes to our diet can be overwhelming. So starting to take high quality supplements can be a great way to help your body and brain receive the nutrients it needs to perform at its best. And the supplements at Neurohacker Collective are some of the highest quality, well-researched and optimized supplements to support neuroplasticity, which is the nervous system's ability to adapt to changes over time. And the brain has an outstanding capacity to adjust in response to cognitive, emotional, and environmental challenges. And the supplements at Neurohacker Collective have nootropic ingredients, which may support neurogenesis in our brain, which helps our nervous system as it's adapting to the environment around us. So to help you elevate your wellness routine, we're teaming up with the crew at Neurohacker Collective to get you 15% off your first order of Qualia supplements. So follow the link in the show notes and use the code star family at checkout to get that discount and you'll get 50% off your first time subscription order, which in total makes for a huge discount and Neurohacker makes it super easy to keep up with your wellness routine by automatically shipping you new supplements every four weeks. So take advantage of that. So you are staying on top of that routine. And as always, check in with your physician and your wellness practitioners as you're changing your diet and lifestyle and supplement routines, but do focus on your health and wellness. Not only can we see really incredible physical changes, but we can also support our spiritual evolution by focusing on that mind-body connection and what we're putting in our bodies. Okay, so we've talked a lot about our personal experiences and some some of the ET contact, which you know we'll get into a little more in further episodes, but maybe we should talk a little bit about. Why they're here. So why like why is that happening right now? What do they want? You know, why you know we we've we've hinted around it, right? We've talked about, you know, our civilization evolving and all of that. But what do you think? Like, why do you think it's happening now in the way it's happening?
1: Okay. So I think a few things. I think that um, you know, it's important that we recognize that. Our experience, the experience that you and I talk about, and you know what we've gleaned from our research, um, is still a very much—it's still in progress. Like you and I are still learning, and still figuring out what's happening for us, what that means. You know, what is our interaction with them about? Um, not everyone has positive experiences, you know, and it's something that is a little bit of a mystery as well, like we need to really yeah. keep working to figure it out, right, and to have that communication with them. Yeah. So I think it's very important, as we were emphasizing before, to keep doing the work, right, to keep trying to make contact with them because why are they here? Well, you mentioned earlier Dr. John Mack, who is also a hero of mine. And one of the things that I really admire about him is that he really treated experiencers with respect and he was he was very curious about their stories and wanted to try to give them some credibility if he could you know so for example there were there was a huge ET event that occurred with a UFO actually more than one UFO landing in Rhodesia and he went over and interviewed all the children who had seen yeah. this and many many children and a couple of teachers Who had witnessed it and who had, you know, had an interaction with the ETs, um, and so he went over there and introduced, and interviewed those children and that's one of the very first videos that I saw when I, when I had my bong over the head and started, you know, manically trying to find out what this was about. Um, I was madly researching like crazy and I came across Dr. John Mack's work and, um, was really inspired by how much heart he had, you know, and how much integrity he brought to what he was doing. But also that he started, he's one of the first people that started to recognize the patterning in the messaging that was given to children or adults by ETs and that it was very consistently, uh, it was very consistent, you know, of course there are variations here and there, but overall the main themes are that they're here to help us with our evolution, to help us with our conscious development, to help us understand that we are part of a much bigger picture than we think that we are. And then another part of it is to help our planet, a big, big part of it is to help our planet because Earth is a very special place and we're incredibly fortunate to be living on such an unbelievably beautiful planet that has everything we could possibly want or need to survive. And we're not really showing that gratitude that we should have for the planet. We treat it as if it's an object for us to use, right? And the fact that it is is not, and it's causing a great deal of damage to ourselves, not to mention to nature, to animals, to all the other living beings on this planet, because we're too myopic in our sight. So Dr. John Mack was really, you know, emphasizing that these messages that that were coming to children and to adults were about care. They were about, you know, taking better care of who we are, of our, ch- of our, our children, of each other, of animals, you know, vulnerable, uh, beings on the planet. And also just treating nature with greater respect and getting to know nature a little better and, you know, realizing that it's not at our disposal. You know, nature is not a garbage dump. We really need to be working again in some, in symbiosis. So I found the same. I found that, you know, uh, love for the earth is incredibly, incredibly big part of my experience and an incredibly big part of how they helped me appreciate my, uh, my experience of being human, which is not always my favorite thing. So they helped me appreciate, you know, that I'm here living on this beautiful planet, that I have the advantages in life that get to, that allow me to travel and get to see it and experience it, right? And that it needs to be cared for. It needs to be treated with respect and love. That the earth herself is a conscious being, that the earth itself is conscious. That's another patterning, uh, another message that that comes through and patterning all around the world. And, you know, I really think that it's it's about, um, essentially, if I was going to boil it all down to something, it's about bringing us back to our heart consciousness, you know, Mm -hmm. to the deepest kind of wisdom that we can have which is not just all left brain mind thinking, brain thinking, you know, it exists in the heart. It comes from compassion and empathy. And if we don't carry those things inside ourselves, then we're going to continue seeing separateness and division and conflict and creating it and um, and not seeing the earth as being one and the same as us, you know, an organism that exists in symbiosis with our own, organi- our own organism, right? Our own sort of little biosphere that we walk around in every day. So, you know, I think, I think that is the most important thing. And that if the more we do that, the more we evolve, the more everything else kind of falls into place, right? If we address the growth, the support, the expansion, the fruition of our heart consciousness. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is so well
0: said. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's about helping us open, right. And experience more love, like at at its purest form, you know, that's what it is, right? Like reminding us of, you know, all the things you've just said, reminding us of, you know, our connection with each other and the earth and, um, and how we can bring that back. And, you know, my, my experience has been very similar, you know, in, in terms of my understanding of, you know, why they're here and You know, I agree, John did an excellent job of outlining, you know, the patterns among, you know, experiencers and abductees and the messages, right, that were coming through. While, you know, a lot of the initial ET contact experiences people have had, you know, might have been scary, you know, or, or seemingly negative at first, they give way. Right to this greater understanding, this this softening, right, that can happen as we awaken, as we go through a spiritual evolution, and, um, you know, so many, the majority of experiencers, right, have come to this place, right, of of wanting to protect the earth and wanting to protect all of us, right, and wanting to see us flourish, and you know, I think that's such a beautiful message to to understand that we have so many supporters out there, right? They are here at this time because we're at a critical time in our evolution, right? Um, you know, I think they have guided me in a lot of ways to understand our past, to understand our history, and to understand the cycles that human civilization has gone through. And, you know, we'll talk about that in later episodes and get into, you know, some of the fun, you know, ancient history research that that's there. But, you ultimately this human civilization, this modern civilization is not the only one that has existed on the planet. And there's vast evidence for that. And we go through cycles right, of expanding consciousness and cycles of contracting consciousness. And we are coming out of a cycle of being really contracted, right? We are going into a part of the cycle, right? Where we are expanding our, our consciousness is expanding. We as a planet are in the right you know, position in the galaxy and the universe to allow that to happen. And, and there are, you know, very real scientific things that can explain why that occurs. And so, uh, you know, when you start to understand those cycles, you know, that our planet goes through, it can help us realize that, we are coming out of a period of forgetting, like we forgot a lot of our human history and, or some of that has been suppressed for various reasons. And, there's a lot about that history that involves ET contact. That is my opinion at this point. And, and, and I'm excited to share that with people because I think that's you know, an important part of our awakening experience is to you know understand where we maybe have misinterpreted parts of our history. And we're transitioning eras right now. We are moving into a new era as a civilization. And when that occurs, contact picks up, right? Because we're, we're ready for like that next, right. Like level of advancement, right. We're ready. Yeah. To, to move up a notch, right. To move up the ladder, you know, so to speak. And so, um, so that seems to have been true, you know, in a lot of previous eras of human civilization and, and we're experiencing that now. And we have, you know, kind of a perfect storm, right. Of, you know, that forgetfulness that we went through as a civilization that has caused a lot of the issues, you know, we are seeing now on, you know, the face, of the planet and, you know, the ecological crisis, right. And, you know, reconnecting with the earth in that way that will sustain our lives long-term, you know, the, the star family, you know, that I'm connected with my specific star family guided me to shamanic practice and to become, you know, a practicing shaman. So, you know, I've been studying and training with a lineage of shamanism from South America, from Peru, um, actually. And, and it now is very clear to me that the reason I was guided to that and to embrace the shamanic traditions was to not only kind of reconnect with my Cherokee heritage, because I'm Cherokee from Oklahoma, um, but to also remember and reconnect with the original wisdom that the shamanic and indigenous cultures on this planet have preserved, which is uh, a way of life that is still very interconnected and still very um in reverence right to the earth and her as a being and to you know all of our relations right and um it's this way of life that speaks to living in harmony right with everything around us that you know we can't take more than we give right we um we should be viewing all of life, the animals, the insects, right. The, the whales, the fish, right. As, you know, conscious beings. Right. And, and, you know, the shamanic traditions, while many of them are also highly advanced in their understanding of the mechanics of existence and how energy works and how we can, you know, manipulate and alter energy. They also, you know, still live in this, um, live and, you know, promote this way of life that um, we've lost, you know, in our modern culture and, and getting back to that original wisdom is what's going to save us as a civilization. And, you know, I think the, you know, ETs, my star family, you know, guided me in that direction, right? So that I could, you know, very much embody a new way of life and, and to, to learn, right. From this ancient, ancient wisdom that has been preserved on this planet. Um, and that a lot of people just don't really fully understand in that way. And, um, and I think that's just so beautiful, right. That like these experiences are, about helping us evolve positively right it's not a, it's n- there's nothing scary about them right once we just get past some of our surface level fears right and you know maybe some of our own you know traumas and wounding you know from being here on earth you know there there's nothing to fear right they most of them you know have our best interest in mind it seems
1: like that's what it seems like. I mean, I don't think we, I don't think we can say with any finality, you know, all ETs are this way or all ETs are that way because- Yeah that's that's one of the things you and I are going to investigate is how um you know people either highly idealize them and think that they're they're oh they're nothing but love and peace and they're only here and that's been our experience and you, know, you and I have only experienced positive things we've only experienced love guidance you know support in a really incredible way but that's not everybody's experience why is that we don't really know like did that have to do with the mindset and the karma of that individual person does it have to do with the et's themselves there's so many questions that we still have to sort of meander through and try to figure out, right? And that's one of the reasons that we've started this podcast is we wanna provide a variety of perspective. We wanna show people that, um, you know, there isn't just one way. I do think that it's possible. I mean, I do think that we have a lot more choice and power than we think that we have to create our reality, right? And that how we experience ETs, how we experience the paranormal, how we experience how we experience high strangeness, I do feel, and again, this is just my own experience, my own opinion, uh, based on what I have learned, what I've, what I've gone through in my life over many decades of exploring, um, that, you know, we have to, we have to be prepared to, um, again, it's sort of about being receptive and open, you know, like being willing to go through all the different things that are going to come across our path along the way to figuring this out and not being too attached to answers you know, I feel like answers are important, but we are very, very attached to answers in our culture and in our society because it helps us have a sense of control and having a sense of understanding. everything. okay, everything's okay because I know all about it now and I know exactly what Peg to put this into, right? Um, but I, I kind of, I don't really personally need that. I feel like it's, it's about the quest, it's about the journey, it's about the fact that you know, this journey is eternal, that I'm in this body temporarily, this body is not me, this is what is housing me. And so maybe I helped to create the body that I currently have and that's why I'm deaf, right? Like that's one of the the most precious lessons that I, and challenges that I've had in my life is being a deaf person. It's taught me more than I could ever have expected and I would not give it back for anything. So maybe I've co-created this body Maybe I've, co- you know, my karma, my choices, my past life decisions, whatever. But in this present life, again and again and again, the more I play with reality, the more I experience that I really can create it. And I think that the way we choose to walk through life, you know, our mindset, our hearts, that our energy, our vibration, I think really does, as many of the very wise people have told us for bajillions of years, create a magnetic effect, which it draws... Has of the same towards us, right? So I can't remember who it was that said it, but somebody famous said that famous quote, the only thing to fear is fear itself. It's fear that is scary. It is not always the thing that we're scared of that is actually scary, right? Like often we're scared of people who are different. We're scared of somebody because of the color of their skin. We're scared of, you know, all kinds of ridiculous reasons that have to do with the optics of who somebody is rather than the actual substance of who that person is because they don't take time to really get to know them. So I just think, you know, it's about doing that exploring, doing the investigating, you know, being willing to be a little uncomfortable, being willing to try to see someone differently or see yourself differently in in order to keep, you know, expanding and progressing. I'm kind of repeating myself a little bit right now, but... I just think there's opportunity to learn everywhere, you know, and so much of it is our choice. It is our choice.
0: I agree. I agree. You know, we teach about that at Star Family Wisdom, right? So Star Family Wisdom isn't just a podcast. You know, we offer courses and programs and, you know, digital products that support people in their evolution. And, you know, one of the things I teach is about manifestation and, you know, manifestation has become kind of a woo-woo thing, right? But, you know, the ETs teach us about manifestation and what that really means is creating our reality right becoming the master of our reality and and mastering our vibration and mastering our thoughts and emotional control so that what the universe is reflecting back to us is what we really want to experience, not some distorted version, right, of the reality we want to experience. And so, you know, when we talk about facing our fears and, you know, you know, negative mindset, right, you know, there are so many tools, you know, we can use to you know, uproot those limiting beliefs and shift our mindset and raise our vibration. And, you know, if that's something you're into, you know, go to starfamilywisdom.com. We've got lots of great resources and free content you can take advantage of, but know that, you know, a lot of what, you know, we're teaching on the Star Family Wisdom site has been guided by our Star Family, right? It's been guided by the ETs and how they have helped us understand How reality works, right? And have helped us, you know, through our healing and transformation process. And we want to pass that on to you guys.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, even just to have a little bit of a peek behind the curtain of what we think is normal is just so paradigm busting. Like, even the tiniest little peek. Oh, I know, right? Yeah. So we hope that we're going to kind of blow your lives apart in the best way possible by giving you lots of juicy information, not just tiny little peaks behind the curtain, but, you know, really amazing speakers, really amazing information, really amazing insights and people who have been on this path for a long time and have a great deal to contribute. So please, please, as Jenna said, if you're curious and you want to stick with us, which we really hope that you do, because we're glad you're here and we love our community. Community is very important to us. Keep following us on Star Family wisdom podcast. Follow us on starfamilywisdom.com. Of course, like and subscribe, share the word with your friends and, uh, you know, get in touch with us, reach out and let us know what you thought of our, our very, very first episode. We'd love to hear from you.
0: Yes, yes. You can email us at support at starfamilywisdom.com. That's a great way to get in touch with us. Give us your feedback. Let us know what you want to hear about. Let us know, you know, if you have favorite speakers you want to see on the show. We are constantly planning, we'll have events and lots of things that we'll be doing together in community as well. So let us know what you know, feels good to you, what's going to support you on your journey and what you want to chat about, you know, cause these conversations are for you. Um, these conversations are meant to, to help us all on our journey and to help us navigate this journey in a way, uh, in community, right. Where we're not alone. So, so tune in every Tuesday and Thursday, we'll be releasing new episodes and we'll see you in our next chat. Thanks for being with us.
1: Thank you so much for being with us, everyone.